You are listening to Wilhelm, a film-centric podcast for film lovers of all kinds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and with football season in full swing, it's time to talk about the gridiron. That's right. On this episode, we are revealing and talking about our top five favorite football films. And that's a lot of F's in a row. I just realized that. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, but to do that, I need my guest. So please welcome back to Wilhelm, the host of the Field to Screen podcast. For now, anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, my friend, Alex Baelish. Alex, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, thank you so much for wanting to talk some football, because we are definitely in a frenzy of football fun and in the fall. Frivolity. In frivolity. Exactly. <laughs> in frivolity. I figured you were going with that F theme again. So absolutely. I was like, absolutely. I'll, I'll add it on. Yeah. I mean, you know, you were one of the few people I thought of to do these football films, because you and I have talked on 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 facebook another f um we've we've talked on social media about different football movies that we love and but we never revealed like absolute favorites so it, it works out because we're going to do our top five and we haven't revealed them to each other as as usual and, and what's nice is we actually did a podcast about you know one of our favorite movies little giants so um that's one that i'm pretty sure will probably be both in our top five absolutely well it's yeah. it's going to definitely be up there that's for sure yeah so, yeah, we, we did an episode of your podcast, Field the Screen, about a, a particular football movie, which we'll we'll save it for when we actually when it comes up in, in one of our lists, because I'm sure it will. Right. But yeah, I mean, there was only one other person I could think of I would want to do this topic with. But unfortunately, he just did not get back to me in time. Mm -hmm. And you were my first pick anyway. So well, when you said I'm the first pick when. Yeah. So when you said yes, I was like, OK, it's set. It's set in stone. Um, and the other guy is he's. Um, uh, if you've ever watched the television show Gotham, right. uh, he played Solomon Grundy in yep. the TV show Gotham. He's my buddy, Drew Powell. Uh, he's a huge Indianapolis Colts fan, loves football. So I did throw the idea out to him in time and he he got back to me, but not fast enough. Well, anytime so. you want to talk again with him and we have a roundtable, I would be more than happy to uh, talk to him. I know you like to have two, one, one guest, but I'd be more than happy to talk to hey. Last week for the musicals, we did too. So I'm I'm all I'm down for whatever you got because as I've told you before, this this is one of the easiest podcasts and the most fun podcasts I get to work on. I appreciate it. I really, really do. Uh, let's jump into it then, shall we? You got it. Uh, so as always, if you're new to the podcast, I got to give you just a little heads up to the format. We're going to reveal our top five, uh, but I got to let you know, neither Alex or myself has revealed or discussed any of our choices beforehand uh, as not to influence one another. So Alex doesn't know my top five and vice versa. I don't know any of his. And of course, just a fair warning, if you haven't seen one or multiple of the movies we mentioned, there's always a possibility of spoilers. So just be forewarned about that ahead of time. That being said, Let's get into our top five favorite football films. We've discussed frivolity. No, I can't. It's too many. 
Okay. I tried, I tried extending it as many F words as possible without just throwing the word fuck in there. And it just yeah, exactly. You yeah, effing <laughs> screwed it up. It didn't work out. Top five favorite football films, starting with number five. Alex, what have you got? Well, um, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we could have done the top 20 and I still wouldn't have enough room. But it's, it's I, another tough category. I know. I mean, you know, when we did the Disney villains, it was like, all right, every villain is awesome. Just like. Just about every movie is awesome except for one that I know of. But um, <laughs> that being said, one of the one of my favorite movies, and it's a true story, is Radio. Oh, um, great choice! I mean, Cuba you know, Gooding Jr. Anytime you can get Ed Harris, it's great. And every time you can get uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., I mean, it's even better. For those of you that don't know, it's a true story about. Uh, Harold Jones and Radio Kennedy, um, he's a special needs kid that in high school, nobody could figure out what was going on with him, and he always carried this radio around, and Ed Harris's character, who was a teacher as well as the football coach, befriended him, understood how to translate his language, so to speak, and they became great friends, and he was, on the fo- he was part of the football team until he died. Um, he died, I believe, recently in the last five years, I believe. And he brought the best out of radio. And I think radio brought the best out of him as well as everyone else. Because you have to remember back back then, it was in the early 60s, the height of, you know, racial tension, not to mention he was special needs. So he went from that to being a focal point of that program. And I just think it's 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 amazing. You laugh, you cry. It's better than cats, kind of uh, show. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, every time I watch it, I'm like bawling like a schoolgirl, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is awesome. I love it, and and it's got and and what's nice, it's wrapped around in football. So um, yeah, that's my that's my uh, number five. No, that's a good choice too. And again, that's actually one that. I, I didn't even think to add to my honorable mentions list because it should be in my honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I haven't seen in a while, actually, um, that I probably should add to that list of movies I'm revisiting. And we all know you have a long list of movies. Oh, it that keeps you, growing uh, every week. Every freaking day. I mean, <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. It's, I'm never going to get caught up at this point. Uh, me too. To, me yeah. too. Me too. I got to push through it. I know. Uh, so for my number five, um, it, it's it's a little hard to handle because I don't want your life. Uh, I went with Varsity Blues. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people dig on this movie just because of it, 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 the story behind it and the, the acting. Some people, you know, say like the acting's horrible in it. It's it's honestly a movie that I will watch. I can watch it like every month. At it's least a once a great month. Movie. It's, I think it's so well done. Like, and it it really captures. For anybody that doesn't know, like football in Texas, like it's, it's God. It's it, it is. It's gospel. I mean, exactly. it's you know, it's been portrayed in so many movies how popular football in Texas really is. But if you've ever been there, it's. The- it's their stadiums, really... their stadiums have suites. Their stadiums, Friday Night Lights is not by accident. You no. know that term. That's where it came from. Yeah. So I mean, when you take, 
you know, when, when you take a football town like East Kane in Texas and you tell a story about it with all these characters and how serious they take football and what it means to them in their lives. Like, yeah, this is really what it's like in Texas. Well, this, you have to remember with a lot of these movies and I actually did this. This is my, one of my first movies that I did on my podcast. So I know a little bit about I mean, I did the research on it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, first off. A lot of these movies are like this, but the people, whether you grow up like it, being part of a town and being part of that team, those games that you lived, win, lose, or draw is what you live for the rest of your life. Oh, and yeah. Those are those games. I mean, and what's funny, and I, I don't know if you knew this or not, it was MTV's first movie. Yep. I and, didn't know that. It was the first film production they ever put on. Which is kind of interesting. And then you look at who's in it. You know, Scott Kane, Paul Walker, Scott Jason Cotton. Vanderbeek, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like a star-studded oh, cast. John Voight. Exactly. Um, Amy Smart. It's an incredible cast. And a young cast, which is, with the exception of John Voight, obviously. Right. Um, which, yeah, I mean, which was indicative of a, indicative of a MTV film. I mean, it was it was time. great on all on all sides. I mean, the one guy, the the big guy, had a pig for a pet, and you know, it was just it was crazy. Named I mean, named, oh, bacon, bacon, yeah, yep. Oh my god, duh, <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny. I love and, that dog. I love that dog. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then they had the, the whipped cream bikini. The whipped cream bikini man became incredibly popular in in college because of varsity blues absolutely absolutely and um, uh, you know and it you should had, and yeah. i think they need to bring that back amy's uh ali larder yes that was her yeah. first movie was and it her first film i think it was either her first or second it film. was early it was really yeah early. i mean and you know something the girl doesn't age so she looks as good now as she did then yeah, she was just on the rookie last season. So yeah, yep, she's she does. She still looks great. There you but go. it's just it's such a great movie to watch. Um, you know, and it just shows the important of uh, the importance of football in, in Texas. Absolutely. And, and I loved it. So I don't care. People can dig on it all they want. I'm a I'm a fan. Absolutely. So, so it made my top five. Uh, number four for you. Um, I was going to go with this as an honorable mention, but. You gotta love this movie, and that's uh, Wildcats with Goldie uh-huh. Hawn. And th- it, talk about another star-studded cast. It's got Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. Um, who else does it have? Nipsey Russell I as the principal, I and forgot. he's always trying to sell that that brittle. And he always goes right. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just it was so funny, and she was perfect. It was at the height of goldiness and um i i mean the 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 whole story is she was uh her father was a football coach and he had died and there was she wanted to be a football coach because she knew football her whole life and she gets this job at this inner city worst school ever and turns out you know she makes him a winner um and the the best thing i love about it is their the, the cadence it's like, I forget, it was like, you know, first and 10, your mother's a whore. It's like all these <laughs> all these stupid things that are just like so bad. But um, and every time they, they won, they'd have a, a party. So um, 
we could finally have some victory parties, Nipsey Russell would say. And she was a single mom. She was a divorced mom. And there was a whole conflict with the with the uh, ex-husband. But the, the funny thing is, it's just it's just breaking down the barriers. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just love it. Uh, and that's my number four. Yeah, I've, I completely forgot that Woody Harrelson was in that movie. I remembered Wesley Snipes because um, mm-hmm. Micheletti Williamson is also in that yes. movie. Yes. Uh, as well as uh, Jan Hooks, I think, from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, that's is, right. Is in the she's, movie the, well. she's the she's the step monster. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's the uh, step monster. It's it's a movie I really need to go back and again, add to the list of movies I need to rewatch because it's been over a decade at least since I've seen Wildcats. Right. But it's a great Absolutely. choice. It, and it actually was on my honorable mentions list was Wildcats. Of course. I mean, it's just it's just it's great. So I can. Oh, so what do you got for four, my friend? My number four is a movie that I know I took a piece from when I created. For those of you that don't know, I helped Alex with his theme music for Field to Screen. And I took a clip from this movie and added it into it. And I went with Remember the Titans. Ah, yes. It's that's a. I almost feel it's sacrilege that it's at number four. And it kind of is, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, and I say that myself because I when I was when I was putting my list together, I, I didn't even know where to put it. It just needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, so obviously okay, so it's gonna be in your top five list too. So I won't go into too much detail. No, please do. No, no. You you put it in there, please go. But we'll talk a little bit more about it okay. when, when it gets to you too. So I'll you know what? I'll focus on the cast. Okay. Um, because the cast to me is one of the like it is one of the most incredibly casted football movies I have seen because there are so many names in this movie. You know, obviously you've got Denzel and Will Patton, but you've got Ryan Hurst, who we know from Walking Dead fame now. Yeah. Uh, Donald Faison, Hayden Panettiere, Ethan Suplee, uh, Kip Pardue, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. There's so many names in this movie. And it is such an incredibly inspirational story, a true story. Absolutely. You know, so I won't I won't dive into too much detail. Um, no, please do, because that was my number three anyways. So we're oh. going to go. We're going to start talking about it anyways. So, so we're just going to go right into it. Yeah, We're just going to go right into it. So you just might as well go. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you talk about like you talk about the cadence, like you mentioned with Wildcats, though, just like the we are the Titans cadence from when they're coming yep. out onto the field. And, right. You know, and what's funny is, you know, I mentioned, oh, I forgot Kate Bosworth is in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. She's the she's the love interest. She's the love. She's uh, Jerry's love interest yeah. uh, in the beginning of the movie. But, you know, and speaking of with Ryan Hurst, I didn't realize until maybe a year or so ago that was Ryan Hurst from The Walking Dead. Really? Well, because I'm so used from Sons of Anarchy and The Walking Dead of seeing him fully bearded out and like long hair that it I didn't put two and two together until somebody was like, you know, that's the Ryan Hurst from Remember the Titans, right? I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize it. Now, on the other end, I never saw Sons of Anarchy. That's just not something I was into. So I've always known him from Remember the Titans. And then when he came on to Walking Dead, I'm like. Wow, that's a change. Yeah. So I didn't even see the the in between thing, and um, what a great actor! And I just, oh my god, this is again, it's a Walt Disney movie, it's a sports movie. It just doesn't get any better than that. 
I mean, I, you know, if you can't tell I'm gushing, it's just it, it's just such a good movie. Gush so away, points. my friend. It's a I it's mean, a movie you know, worth gushing over. You know, you've got you've got William Patton who gives probably one of the best speeches when it comes to I don't care what sport it is. I thank you for for and doing my the, intro. That's and, the and I'm gonna I took say, for your intro. Exactly. And and I just I know I'm fan I'm fanboying on my own podcast, but it's so neat because I'll just play that that whole the intro and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like pumped up because they did something that was just amazing. Now, there are some criticisms of the movie that it wasn't as accurate. Mm-hmm. Like the the um the uh whatchamacallit, the graveyard scene didn't really happen, and they were not um, first off, they were, they were never close in in score for any of their their games. And when this actually took place, it was a couple of years after they were integrated, so it was kind of like a combination of years. And um, but in terms of the story, it was just so I I love the the juxtaposition between the two girls, and um, you know the the William Patton's daughter. Oh, and- Cheryl and Carol. Yeah. yeah. And and they were just so the one was such a girly girl and the other was it was basically Goldie Hawn when she was a baby in yeah. Wildcats. She was a tomboy. Exactly. And and you know, she knew more football than anybody else and I loved when she would battle with Denzel. Mm-hmm. You know about stuff. And um but I I I think it's really kind of interesting how football was back then and it still is a little bit cuz you know being a ref, I you know you kind of know, but you know there's coaches that you like, there's coaches that you don't like, or, or whatever else. And it was neat how he gave up the Hall of Fame for his team. You know William Patton. You know yeah. he was he was slated, and he knew there was a bigger bigger thing. And um, what I what I love is how they wrapped up the beginning and the end of it was around our our favorite linebacker um's death you know um and, and i think that that's really kind of interesting and he became such a successful olympian you know ryan sir's character uh, in real life became a um an olympian uh for the paralympics yeah and yeah and after it, his accident after his accident and i mean which was tragic you know you don't you don't people just don't that just doesn't happen <laughs> and it did um but i again star study cast when they were all young um, I, I don't think, uh, Scrubs was out yet. Was it? I think so. Remember the Titans was 2000. Uh, I don't know what time frame Scrubs was, but it I was wanna after, say, I want to say this was before Scrubs and it was yes. after it was after Clueless clearly. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a name, you know, I mean, what, you know, and, and I just, I just loved all the, the different dynamics that happened. And, and I, I think they just hit it out of the park. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of criticism on the, on the movie. Cause I, I do a lot of research on this movie in terms of all the, the factualness of it, but you know what? You don't watch it for the factualness. You watch it as a body of work that just makes you pumped up, awesome, laugh, cry, and everything because that's that, the way. And, and that's what Hollywood does. I mean, exactly. Hollywood's going to take a story, and that's why it says based on a true story, absolutely, or inspired by a true story in the beginning, instead of like fat, like everything. If it was factual, it would be a documentary. I mean, absolutely. 
you know, it's they're going to take creative license with whatever story that they can get. I mean, you look at, you know, we did the musical episode last week and my number one was The Greatest Showman, which I love that movie to death. Like that movie inspired me. But in real life, P.T. Barnum was a piece of shit. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, so but that doesn't mean you can't make a great you, <laughs> the, the, you the, can't the, take that creative license to make a great story from a shitty one. Speaking of that, I, I was uh, listening to the the making of Hamilton and, and Lynn Moran always used to say, you know, yes, the love interest is wrong because he never had any interest in Angela, uh, Angelica. But you know what? We had to kind of move it along with everybody meeting because we got to get out by Les Mis. You know, yeah, we got to yeah. rush this thing along. So, you know, if things happen, they, you know, it's oh, my interpretation. There are so many historical inaccuracies oh. in Hamilton, oh. but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is an amazing. It's show. done more for it's done more for Broadway and history than and for entertainment. Exactly, and yes. that's what this movie has done too. Yep. Because a lot of these movies, yes, they're over the top or they're this or they're that. But you know what? As someone that's been on the on the field or in any capacity, this is what you this is what you think about. Yeah, these are the kind of you know you, you know tonight we're going to remember the tight they're going to remember the Titans. God. I don't want you to get an inch. I'm still thinking of it because that speech, you, man, is you're right. Like I I get chills even thinking about that speech. Absolutely, because absolutely, like there are two. So there are two moments in that film, and I know we're spending a lot of time on numbers, my number four and your number three, but still, it's worth it because it's an amazing movie. It's. That speech always gets me hyped up because it's such an amazing speech. And very clearly, obviously, Bill Yost did not say those exact words. Oh, was, of course not. It was written by a Hollywood writer. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. That's fine because it gets you pumped up. But the other time is with Julius and Jerry when you think they're going to fight. Yep. But they just start slapping each other with the strong side. And, and um, yep. that scene, man, is another scene that like. I get so fucking hyped. Of course. When I when I watched that those two scenes cuz they're so good. But that was a turning point. Yeah. And they realized, you know what? We everybody's against us, so we might as well get be on board with everybody. And that's what and you know, football's a weird sport. Um because my old football coach used to say it defies the elements. You start in the summer and you end in the freezing cold. And it's accurate. And and I, this is going to sound very macho, the sexist, but <laughs> this is what men do, and it's hard. And if you if you want to play football, that's fine. But not everybody can do it, and not everybody can do it really well because it's so hard. And you, you're in that box, and somebody's coming at you, and I don't care what you do, you either got to stop it or you're going to get run over. And there's not too many things in life where that's the case. And I know I'm getting a little too rah-rah on you, but that's, that's no. why I get so pumped up. Because at the end of the day, when I was coaching, I had a kid, he, was, he never came to practice. Well, you know what? I can't put you on the field. You're going to get hurt. To, you, quote, you, to quote another football movie, that's why girls don't play the game. Exactly. And <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's a, uh, it really, it really it, sports in general, and that's why I love the podcast that I do, but I love talking sports movies is because it it teaches you more about life and i'm not just saying you know it teaches you so much about life about working with a team working with people knowing your limitations all these different types of things and that's what makes it so wonderful and what i find so amazing is you know they got the best out of 
the best. Because these, these these were two schools that were really good. You bring them together, it's like an all-star team. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable how a, a, a special man really did a special thing. Well, I mean, and so, I mean... And on that note, too, and then and then we'll move on to the next movie. But you're right. Like a special man did a special thing. But I I don't want that phrase to take away from the impact that Coach Boone or well, Coach Boone was Denzel. Um, but um, Will Patton's character had as well. What I mean by that, what I mean by that is Denzel or Coach Boone didn't alienate him. He treated he- him equal. That's the thing. My yeah. point being is that special man, if it was reversed, who this would be a different movie. Absolutely. And, yeah. And my point being is it was a special man bringing all the pieces together. And the that part of it is is that Yost had to come and realize that Boone's not trying to take his job. He wants the best out of Yost, which is a pretty damn good football coach. And once he realized that, what did he say? He said, "Stop your, stop your crap on the sideline with the with the ref." Oh, with the ref, yeah. And and that's what I'm trying to say. So that's the kind of stuff that, if the roles were reversed, it, it would have been a different story. Yeah. And that's what's so amazing. You know, I mean, the greatest the greatest leaders in the world are not the people that do everything. They don't micromanage. They let the people do what they're trained to do. And and Yost was a great head coach, but he was a he was a great defensive coordinator. And that's where, as long as he stayed in his lane with, with Boone, he worked on his side, he worked on the other side, and they worked really well together at the end. Yep. So. All right. So that was your number three. I think so. Yes. I think we exhausted <laughs> that. That could have been, yeah, that, that could have been whatever. So well, what's like your you next said, one? So my number three is actually a movie that you and I have talked about in length in the past. Uh-oh. I went with Little Giants. Oh, Wow. I, I had to because this movie, man, like, like uh, again, you and I did an episode of Field to Screen on yes. Little Giants and we're, we'll put aside the one flaw I think the movie has, which you kind of picked on me a little bit about. Yeah. But, um, you know, put putting all of that aside, looking at the movie as a whole, this movie is funny. It's inspirational. And more than anything, it has so much heart. Like, I think more than almost any other football movie I have seen. Um, and it's not just because it involves kids like this is right. the only kids football movie that is on my list of top five. Right. Um, you know, but you have Rick Moranis, you have Ed O'Neill, and then you have the cast, the amazing cast of kids right. that are part of this movie. And again, this movie has so much heart. And the one thing I love about this movie more than anything else is that this movie hit me differently older as it did right. when I was younger. You know, mm-hmm. when I was younger watching this movie, I, I was rooting for the kids. And I'm like, yeah, like these kids are me. That's it. And then the older I got, the more I started seeing things from the parents side, you know, and like it was fun seeing them score the touchdowns and everything. But I got so much more emotional watching this movie as an adult, like not even having kids, but not even having had kids of my own. But right. knowing people who do. And having dated people with kids and and getting getting a little taste of parenthood through that aspect, you know, watching this movie, like seeing these parents and the pride, like when they see their kids score a touchdown or make that catch or like 
I get so much more emotional watching the parents this of watching this movie now than I ever do the kids. Oh, it's 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 having my daughter now that she's six and she's starting to play sports. I crack up because I, as an official, you know, getting yelled at and all this other kind of stuff, and I'm cracking up because these parents are like getting all into it and whatever. I'm like, it's six year old soccer. <laughs> Like, we don't need to be yelling. Now, I do yell at my kid when she's waving at me and the ball's right in front of her foot. I'm like, get the ball. But other than that, you know, I, it, it, you're right. And it's and it's so much fun because, you know, like these parents, they want the best for their kids. Who doesn't want the best for your kid? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what I love about the story, I mean, there's a lot that I love about the story. and But the fact is it's brother against the brother and and the kids versus kids and it's just it's just a feel good movie there's just nothing about it that's bad it's except for that one thing that you know we don't want to talk about uh, yeah we, we will we won't bring that up if you want to know what we're talking about go find field the screen and listen to the little giants episode exactly which I you should mean, do anyway but exactly um, if you want to hear if you want to hear what it is go ahead and, and listen to that episode but like not only that I, like i love the fact that it's a family film and i don't i don't i don't just mean from the aspect of like this is a movie you can watch with your family no like, no no this, i know what you mean this is a legit family film like you said it's brother against brother it's nephew or not nephew it's niece versus uncle um but even though they're against each other you can tell that this is a family that while they have their differences when it comes to football still love each other still look out for one and it another. came out in the game yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Yeah, when he says when Ed O'Neill's character says that to um to Butts, yeah, or not Butts. Um, I forget the character's yeah. name. Moose. Um, or... Yeah, I. I if you've seen the movie, you know the scene. Yeah, I know. About. We should know this, but yeah. yeah. But when he comes out and he go like because the one guy pulled the play against the dad, the kid on yeah. Um, we don't do that. Yeah, we play we don't, fair. We don't play football like that. Like right. No, I get so, it. I totally get it. And and you know. The, the scene that we both we both talked about was at the diner or whatever it was. Yes. And of course, such I mean, an amazing it, scene. I, I mean, he he basically cons- he consoles his his niece, even though he's the rival coach, because you know what? That's his niece. And that's what you do. And and that's what this comes down to. You know, you were always beautiful or whatever it was. And and, and oh, no, it's what it's when Becky asks her Uncle Kevin, like, do you right. think I'm pretty? And he's like, no, I think you're beautiful. And exactly. I'm like, Okay, Kevin's not as big of a douchebag as we think he is. No, like no. he he's still a loving uncle. And it's, of course, and that's what it's all about. It's um, so it's so great. You know, this is where my my list gets really muddled because, you know, being as old as I am, it's you're 50 years old. You get there's too many movies, and <laughs> one of the first the first movies I ever saw, and I think it's because my sister really loved the main actor. Um, they did a remake of it, and that's Heaven Can Wait. Is this your number two? Yeah, this okay. is my number Perfect. two. And um, you know, it's such a good movie. Warren Beatty's in it. Julia Christie, Buck James. Henry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of. Oh, cast- Buck Henry directed. Sorry, Buck Henry wasn't in it. Um, you know, and Jack Warren, uh, Charles Grodin. You know, um. So basically, what happens James is. Mason. Oh yep, um, <laughs> Los Angeles Rams uh, quarterback. You know, uh, he dies, and then he he gets taken over by he takes another body, and the Rams. It's during the Rams '79 season, and 
he ends up going to the Super Bowl. And it's just amazing. He plays. I, the one thing I always remember, he always played the clarinet. It was a straight. It, it was a. Uh, he had played the clarinet, or no, it was a sax, but it was a straight sax. Alto and, sax. Yep. Yeah. And um, it just, it just was, it just was a great fictional Super Bowl win, and it, just a lot of when they when he finds out that I just remember when um, they find out that it's really him, you know that that he's a good that. That his body is a different body than the than the person inside, and it's just a lot. It's just a great '70s kind of juxtaposition. Um, and then he ends up getting his wings because he, you know, he does everything that he needs. But um, I just love the movie. It always put a smile on my face, and it may not be my number two, but it needs to be at number two because it's one of the first movies that I just, when it comes to football, I just love. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it, those movies that you see that you remember seeing for the first time or are those movies that you remember being one of the first movies you've ever seen definitely have a place. I mean, they they stick with you. It's one of the reasons why last week I put Little Shop of Horrors as number five in my top five for the musical episode, because it was right. as far back as I can remember the first musical I ever saw. And it stuck with me for that reason. So yeah. I totally understand like Heaven Can Wait yeah no i'm just saying it's, i mean reason. and they did do a remake and i know remakes are never did as good they? as the original yeah they did and it's just you know what it, it just wasn't as it just wasn't the same so i don't ever remember a remake i think they did rem i'm almost i'm almost 90 percent sure see i remember actually going back and watching heaven can wait because of buck henry um for those people that don't know buck henry was actually the writer and creator along with mel brooks of get smart yeah, the television show, which as a young kid, I loved Get Smart. And even though like that humor was kind of it, like, I don't know what it was about Get Smart. Like kids my age were not watching Get Smart. They were watching, you know, cartoons and like other Nickelodeon shows. And I was watching and enjoying Get Smart. And it's still a show to this day that I love. So I remember going to check out Heaven Can Wait because of Buck Henry. There you go. But I do remember really enjoying Heaven can wait. Right. It's just been a really long time since I've seen it. All right. So what's your next one? My number two. Uh, I'm going uh, not back as far as heaven can wait, but I'm going back pretty uh, good ways. Uh, 1991, a little football movie starring Scott Bakula and Sinbad. I'm going with Necessary Roughness. Great movie. <laughs> that is. And you know what? I... That was definitely in my uh, honorable mentions. And I think I, and thinking about it, I think Necessary Roughness might be in my top five, might be my number two. Actually, maybe for one of the same reasons, it's your number two is because like, yes, it's it's 1991. And at that time I was what, 12, I think. Right. But I think like it is one of the first football movies I ever remember watching. Right. Um, you know, you like I said, Scott Bakula, Hector Elizondo, um, Kathy Ireland. Oh, wait, 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 let's just stop right there. The most oh. beautiful person ever in the world, Sinbad. Like, I know, no, oh. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> she could read the phone book to me till this day, and there's no phone books, I know, but she could still read it to me. And I know she's like married, has many kids, she's got super pot, but oh my god, she's still amazing. Kathy Ireland is still gorgeous to this. Day. Oh my god, uh, let's just still we could have a whole 
a whole podcast on that, but let's still, move go- on. still gorgeous to this day. But yeah, I mean, you again, you look at the cast again from, like I said, Scott Bakula, Sinbad, Robert Loja, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Thompson, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman was in it. A, a young Jason Bateman was uh, in this movie. It's just, it's one of those movies that, again, maybe I shouldn't have seen at that age. Probably not. But I don't really think, actually, come to think of it, I don't think it's that bad. No. I think it's maybe PG, PG-13. It's yeah. PG-13. Yeah. So, yeah, I was right around the age to be able to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of the first movies I re- It's one of the first football movies I ever really remember ever watching. So right. maybe that's why it stuck with me for this long. Okay. And it's just, oh God, the movie is so much fun. If you've never seen it, it's one to look for. And it's, it's one just a, yeah, exactly. One to and, search for and the, this, the, the, the sad part about a lot of these movies, and, and I say this, you have to take them in their context. Like us growing up then, it's not, it's, it's even more funny, but you look at it now under today's eyes, you might not find it as funny, but it really is that funny. It really still is that funny. I mean, I'm just saying it's just so bad. So what happens is folks is they're like a, they're like in Alabama, I would say University of Miami, but they were like in Alabama. No, Texas the, State. I'm just saying, but they're a top of the world type of type of school, yes. I'm saying. Yeah. And they lose everything. They lose all their players. They got all this stuff because they had they get stripped of everything. And then um, you know, they bring in they bring in Hector uh Alizondo's character to revitalize the uh the program and he has like a the B squad or the C squad and um and then away you go. And Scott Bakula, who looked 100 years old then. I mean, I don't mean that. <laughs> he, he, looked, he, he looked he, like he was probably in his 50s then. Compared to compared to uh, now. Yeah. Uh, did you, by the way, on a side note, did you see the Emmy thing with him? With who? Bakula? Bakula. He was, no. he was in one of the commercials. Like they had like a little uh, skit. And it was all these people that never won an Emmy. And he was in there. Oh no! I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, you have to look for it because um, yeah, he's like, I've been doing this 47 years or uh, 43 years, and then uh, George Costanza Stan is like, I've been doing this 47. I was doing this during the kid, and I still haven't gotten an Emmy. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a- Bakula, somebody I would love to have on the Spotlight Podcast. Oh please! I mean, I, I got to tell you, I was late to Star Trek um, Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah, and. I still don't know why they canceled it. I mean, it was, it was really well. I mean, it took, I was, I would say like, I know we're getting off topic, but it, it took maybe like a season or two to get exactly. Into, but, but it was every, good. every Star Trek show took a season or two to get into. But the thing is, you know, you look at all the Star Wars t- type stuff, like all the stuff that they're producing now, it's only enhanced everything else. And that was such a good backstory that, um, it's it's too bad Disney Plus doesn't have that franchise because they could have really revised. Yeah, you know, Paramount Plus has it. Yeah, I, hopefully they can do something with it, which I know has nothing to do with what we're talking about. See, I was I was a big fan of Scott Bakula, obviously from Quantum Leap, of course, which is a but, great show. But I was also excited when he came into the television show Chuck, okay, um, as Zachary Levi's father, mm-hmm. and because I I was a huge fan of Chuck, I still am a huge fan of Chuck. So when he came in as that familiar face that I knew, I was like, yep, I'm I'm excited about this. That's awesome. So, um, so, yep, so I, I guess I have this. Uh, um, but yeah, that's going to bring us to uh, to your number one pick. And uh, <laughs> I've been debating this because it's just like 
I know if I say one thing, it's going to be, it's not going to be good. If I say not, I mean, I'm saying in this in my head, not, you know, whatever I say, I say, um, you know, I'm going to go with this one. And my top five is more like five movies that I really like, um, a lot. Um, and can I guess? Sure. Is it Rudy? No, it's not Rudy. <laughs> I have a better one that has to do with uh, Notre Dame. Um, I, I just don't care for that movie at all. I know I'm the only uh, non-Notre Dame fan that doesn't like that. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go with Draft Day. That's not a bad choice. No, it's not. But there's... there's I We just... We did it on the podcast, and that's why I... It is probably the most realistically unrealistic movie <laughs> ever and we rail it but i love every second of it um it's basically the cleveland super bowl that they've never had because it's the most exciting thing that they've had in the last 50 to 60 years um you know what i love about it more than anything is that kevin costner thought that this was like the greatest movie ever and it's a good movie, but and there's a lot of problems with the movie, but you can go and check out. But in terms of the last scene is so much fun, the way he wheels and deals it. And again, it's very unrealistic, but, um, you know, make the deal, you pancake motherfucker, as he likes to say, um, <laughs> you pancake eating motherfucker. Um but it's just so much fun. I mean, it, it, if you feel like you're in the middle of that draft, and they took a lot of storylines from actual drafts, you know, where people are dropping and things like that. And um, it's just, I, I mean, I, I I have it on my DVR. I DVR'd it years a while back, and I still have it because I it. and I, I just like I just watch it, just the one couple of scenes that I like. And, and it's one of those movies, and a lot of these movies that we we talked about. If it's on, you're gonna watch it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like the Shawshank Redemption. It's always on. So you always want to pick up where you left off. Kind of thing. Always, always <laughs> no, watch that movie. I mean, I, Kev, any Kevin Costner movie. And, you know, I guess maybe one of these days I got to have you on just to do Kevin Costner sports, sports movies. But, I mean, it's just like he, everyone he's in is great. And he makes it he makes it great. And I, I just I love the story. I love um, Dennis Leary's in it. And he can't be any better than what he is, you know. You know, throwing the playbook into the fire, um, you know, and it's just a feel-good movie that I love. The only, the only issue I have with it is Jennifer Gardner's character was just so over the top. Like nobody knows that much about football and and talks about it that way. You know, every time she was splurting out different things, but other than that, I mean, she's great to watch. But I just didn't like the love interest that well. But you know. The main thing is the Browns finally won something. <laughs> you had me scared, man. Like when you were sitting there, like, I don't know if I should choose this one and everything. No, I, not, thought, I thought you were going to choose like Air Bud Golden Receiver. Well, that was my honorable mention. Was that I your other? No, was that your, no, was no. That I mean, one you my honorable mentions are really not honorable mentions as much as the one A, B, C, Ds of the world. Um, Do you really have Air Bud Golden Receiver in your honorable? I didn't mentions? even know that was a movie. <laughs> yeah. Is another one with the golden retriever. Yeah, exactly. So what it's do you got? Golden receiver. So for my number one, when I was putting together my top five football movies list, this is the one movie that I did not question. 
had to be at number one because no other football movie comes close to it for me. And that is The Replacements. You know, it's a great it's a great movie. It's one of the greatest movies ever. It is. It is, in my opinion, one of the greatest football movies ever made. I don't know what it is about that movie that makes it that way. Um, because, I mean, when you think of plot lines, we were just talking about necessary roughness and how you said like Texas State had got wiped clean of everything that they had and they had to yep. bring in the B team. That's pretty much what the replacements is as well. Oh. You know, the 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 A play, the A list players went on strike. Yep. So rather than hire new players, they go out and they bring in replacements. They bring in the scrubs. People that will literally just play until the strike is over and then the A team comes back in. Right. But it's the stuff that the B team pulls off that these replacement players pull off that is such amazing and fun to watch. And not only that, but from within the confines of the movie, it's something that the A team has never done themselves. Which and is play like make a team. It to, and that's make it to the playoffs against that team. Right. You know, well, I mean, Shane Falco is one of the best quarterbacks ever. And and he had one of the worst Sugar Bowls ever, but he was one of the best quarterbacks uh, ever on that, you know, during that time. And he's he's a quarterback who let one bad game get to him. Exactly. To end his career. Right. You know, where if he would have just pushed through it, he probably would have been successful. But the replacements is his second chance. Um, what I what I find also amazing is one of the greatest sports actors ever is in it, which is Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. I mean, I, you know, that's another podcast that we need to do. You Jimmy could just McGinty. do Gene. You could just do any any Gene Hackman movie, and and it's Hoosiers. Oh, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's got a lot of great lines. Again, we used we used one of those lines in in the uh, intro for for my uh, for my podcast. But um, which one did we use? Did we use the pain hurts? Yeah. Uh, chicks dig scars. Exactly. Glory lasts forever. forever. That's what I, thought. I mean, it's the greatest yeah. line yeah. Um, of the whole thing. I mean, I love when the guy throws up and they move the huddle to the left <laughs> with the eggs. Well, let's well, let's be happy. It's the first thing they did together all game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, what's his name? John, John uh, Fabro. Favreau, yeah. Favreau, he's the linebacker. God. And, and he's like, he's like As nuts. Bateman. And, and wait, Bateman. the best part is he's the cop, and then he gets along with the uh, the convict, and then the one guy tries to sit in there, and he's like, okay. You know, um, uh, but they have like their unwritten rules. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing about seasons in general. You know, you, you, What's pretty amazing about seasons in general, especially at the at that high level, you're with a team all season, and then once it's over, everybody's cleaning out their locker. That season, that that team will never be again. Well, together. I mean, and that's one of the best parts of that movie too. Is the very end of the movie after they win the game, and and like this is their last hurrah. This is the right. last play they're ever going to play in the major, you know, right. in in professional football. Um, there's that voiceover at the end by Gene Hackman and co or Coach McGinty where he's saying like there was no ticker tape parade there were no right. endorsement deals like this is this was pretty much it for them they all simply went home Not on a bus and went home but where you know everybody dreams of a second chance these guys lived it right and i find that so inspirational because it's absolutely right there's so many people that wish they had a second chance at something in their life whether it's a romantic partner or the big game or a work opportunity. Like there are people that wish they had a second chance. 
And this movie is literally the personification of a second chance. What what I also love about this movie more than anything is that, you know, John Madden and Pat Summerall did the yes. commentary. And, you know, as a Giants fan growing up, you know, when they were coming up, when John Madden was coming up as, I mean, everybody knows John Madden is who he is, but when they were coming up, they did the NFC East because they were on, they were on uh, CBS. They did most of the Giants games. And it was just, it, you know, since they haven't been together, Pat Summerall's obviously passed, but it, it was just like home, you know? And it was just so it's nice to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just, the thing is, they were they were the best of the best. And it was just nice to hear it. But again, um, great lines, great everything, and there's nothing bad about it. I was going to put it on my list and I just couldn't fit it with all the other stuff. But, you know, it's not because it's not one of my top movies. It's just I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, couldn't fit them all. I think. And I'm like, honestly, like there are so many great characters in that movie. Um, you know, you you mentioned John Favreau as, as Danny Bateman, who right. is just absolutely crazy and batshit insane. Um, you have David Benman, who played yep. Brian Murphy, who yep. anybody else who knows David Benman uh, from The Office right. uh, as Roy, but has no dialogue in the entire movie because he's deaf. Right. Uh, and one of my other favorite, I mean, put it obviously putting aside Keanu Reeves as Shane Found Co. and Gene Hackman as Jimmy McGinty. Yeah. One of my other favorite characters is Orlando Jones's Clifford Franklin. Isn't he great, though? He's so good in this movie. Like when when they're sitting down eating lunch, and he 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 sees uh, Earl Wilkinson, who's the inmate that they brought. No, no, no I, I said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's like, uh, and he he mentions like beating up the cops, and the next scene is him holding a butter knife to his cheek. He's like, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yes. I don't even think cops. he was in there. I think the cop hit him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Orlando Jones, you know, I just wish he would do more stuff because he's just so funny. He's actually in two of my favorite sports movies. And one of them, it, some people might not consider a sports movie, but he's the coach in Drumline. Okay, that's I I could do that as an nominal mention because it has to do with football, sort of. Um, but yeah, eh, he's not awesome. really. It's all it's more about the drum I know line. it is. I know, I know. Half time's game time. I know. Yeah. Okay, I mean, in that sense, yeah, it's very, very loosely based on football. But no, again, like, and he's excellent in Drumline. Oh, he is. Well. I love it. I love his character. So, but yeah, Clifford Franklin, man, is just he's which. So on a side note, I shocked you to tell you that there was a Drumline too. You did. <laughs> you did. It wasn't. It wasn't very it. good, but it, it's a nice. It's a nice little. Uh, it's a nice little movie. Yeah, that's what right. it is. So. Those are some great picks for for our top fives, and yeah, I had to end it with the replacements because again, that's oh, it's mind. it's it's a it's a no brainer. I mean, you know, I I was I was gonna go there, but it, you know, um, there's just so many good movies, and it's just hard to pick. Well, I mean, on that note, we both have some honorable mentions. Yep. Um, we can go through these pretty quickly. We don't have to dive into them too Man, deep. That's fine. Um, what's one of your honorable mentions? We'll go uh, one in one. So, what's one of yours? Yeah, I, I have a uh, Gridiron Gang. Um, I rock, think it's or Dwayne Johnson. Yes, no, it's it's The Rock, and what I just love about it is he just does a, he just does such a great job of being a good mentor. I mean, in his roles, and and it's again, it's based on a true story. Um, just love it. If you get a chance to watch it, it's it's an hour or whatever of your life that um you can't you 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 will enjoy. It's got what is it? Exhibit 
in it, the rapper. Um, he's also from what's that? What was that show on MTV where they they chopped the cars? Oh, Pit My Ride. Yeah, Pimp My Ride. That's yep. like another thing that he was on. But again, it's a. It's, I used to like, watch that all the I know, time. So did I. So did I. It was like, and, and, and you're like, who has these kind of cars? But, you <laughs> yes. know, whatever. But, uh, you know, he was the counselor and he turned these uh, these kids into football players. What's your yeah. what's your honorable mention? Uh, so we mentioned, I mentioned Rudy. Rudy is on my honorable mentions list, but we won't dive too deep into it because I know. I mean, how it's you a good story. That. I mean, it's a really good story. So, I mean, you know. Um, but I'm going to go with actually it's kind of a cheat because I'm, I'm including the original and the remake. I'm going with the longest yard. Um, I know people shit on the remake with Adam Sandler. I kind of enjoyed it. It's not the original by any means, but I still kind of enjoyed it. I thought it had a great cast and I thought that was was almost in my top five, the original. And I I think I'm one of those people that kind of shits on it, but, um, the, the, the remake because the original was a seventies classic and you could just do more. And it was just so bad that it was great, but you know what? You know, Adam Sandler did a good job, but I love the fact too, that Burt Reynolds even came back to be a part of the remake. And, and, and that, and that made it tolerable. I mean, in in the sense of, it was like a nice homage. Yeah. And also another MTV film production. Yes, it was um, because it actually was a nice collaboration, not only with MTV, but with WWE, right. uh, because there are a ton of WWE wrestling superstars in that movie. Yes, there are. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash, the great Kali, uh, Gold, Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah, there's. It wasn't. There's wasn't he Gold? Wasn't Goldberg the. Uh, oh, no, was it Steve Austin? Was the uh, the police, the, the security guy? Yeah, he was the security guard. Yeah. I think I made him shit himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's another one of your honorable mentions um well i'm going with the uh the best notre dame video uh movie which all notre dame fans probably quote every single time you know win one for the gipper which is um the newt rockley american all american which uh has pat o'brien and our former president ronald reagan um great movie if you ever get a chance to at least watch it once it's worth the watch, and it's a black and white. You know, I don't it's, think it's, I've ever seen it. Oh my god! It's it's you, you know, it's one of those movies that you have to remember when when people talk about different things. You know, old like sayings. That's where these sayings come from. I mean, the speech, the speech that uh, that Pat O'Brien gives. You know, to do one for the Gipper, and it's just it's it's amazing. I mean, it's a great watch. You know. Um, Ronald Reagan is George Gipper and it's just, it's, it's great. So what's your next one? Uh, I'm going with one that hits close to home. I'm going with invincible, uh, Mark Wahlberg and, oh man, what the hell's his name? I try to, it's, it's gonna, but Greg Kinnear. Oh yes. Greg Kinnear. Yes. He's, uh, yes. He's the head coach. Yep. And, and Elizabeth Banks. Um, I know it's not for everybody because there are people out there who do who hate the Eagles. Um, and there are people out there that hate Mark Wahlberg. If you hate both, you're really screwed. I think it's a great, I think it's a great story. I, I really like this movie. I hate this movie because of <laughs> the fact that it was during the time of the worst, absolute worst, worst, worst giants loss in the history of giants losses 
But in terms of a movie, you can't not love it. I mean, the kid was in the stands, and now he's and he's on the field. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and and it's another movie that takes creative creative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the but the the story is still he was in the stands and he and he ended up playing. Yeah. And um, which is pretty amazing. Um, and as somebody know. and as somebody from Philadelphia, I have met Vince Papali on numerous occasions. Oh, you have. And he is an incredibly nice guy. And that's and, and that's what it yep. seemed like, you know, um, nothing like Mark Wahlberg, not to say Mark Wahlberg is not a nice guy. I don't know. But I have I've met Vince on a number of occasions. And every time he was incredibly nice. I want to meet Marky Mark, though. <laughs> Marky Mark doesn't exist. anymore. I know Marky Mark and the fun- Funky Bunch. And I just love I play that song all the time. So it's just really sad. <laughs> Good vibrations. Exactly. So. Um, all right. Another honorable mention for me. Sure. And um if if you don't watch this, you're just crazy. It's uh, the Express, and it's the Express the, was on my list as well. Uh, Ernie Davis, um, you know, it it's just such a great movie. Rob Brown and Dennis Quaid. I mean, anything with Dennis Quaid when it comes to sports is just hello. It's awesome. Um, you know, it takes place. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ernie Banks is probably one of the greatest uh, Syracuse running backs in the history of football and college football. And he was following in one of the greatest players ever to play the game, which is Jim Brown. Um, and how he came up, he ends up winning the, the Heisman and getting married. The whole works is diagnosed with leukemia and never plays it down in, in the NFL. Um, and it's just a heart wrenching story that is just awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else to say about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a it's a great pick. I've seen it a couple times, and it's yeah, it really is a uh, it it's a it's a good movie to be on the list. What's your uh, next one? I went with one uh, that I came out in '86, but I did not see it until a little bit later. I think I was maybe like mid '90s when I finally got the chance, opportunity to see it. Uh, I'm going with the Best of Times. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I knew you probably were. I thought um, it was going to be in your top five. It almost was. It really almost was. I mean, it is when you talk about Robin Williams, who we did a tribute to, you know, Wait, I thought it ago. was Kurt Russell that you were that you like so much. Oh, yeah. It's it's actually Emmett. Out, it's actually M. Emmett Wash or Walsh. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is really the reason why I love it. No, it's no. Robin Williams. Obviously. Of course. Um, yeah. Like, you know, you talk about. Robin Williams being able to do it all and playing any role. And if somebody said like, yeah, well, he's never been an athlete. Well, Best of yes. times fills that role. And that Absolutely. was it was actually relatively early on in his career mm-hmm. as well. I think he was only he'd only been doing motion pictures for four years, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. So it was still relatively early on in his career. But it's it's a fun movie, man. It's just about a bunch of like. Bunch of people trying to relive their glory days. Right. And it's two rival high schools getting back together after they've all moved on from high school to just rehash an old rivalry and play football one more time. Absolutely. And it's such a fun movie. Um, so great. movie, uh, though. Uh, you know, on that wonderful note, I am going to go in the absolute opposite direction. And there's certain movies that it, this should have been my number one or right up there. It's just that, it's a hard movie to watch and that's Brian song. Brian song uh, was also in my honorable mentions. I mean like which version know, though? There's the only original, one version. The TV movie? No, no. There's only one. The, the TV original. movie. 
the original. Yeah, the um, TV movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean with Billy D. Williams yes. and and uh, James Con and James Con. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's such a heartbreaking true story. Um, Brian Piccolo, Gail Sayers has terminal illness, dies. But I mean, I've only seen it a less than a handful of times. It's because me too. I, I can't. You just can't because it's just not. It's just not. It's not one of those feel good movies that you can watch over and over again. And um, you know, let's just let's just leave it at that. What's your next one? Uh, so I am going with the Water Boy. Ah, that's some serious H two O. Speaking of Adam Sandler, I mean, this is just to me. This is a movie during Adam Sandler's heyday. Like he had Happy Matt, he had Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Water Boy, Wedding Singer. Like this is when he was doing comedies, and his comedies were funny. Yep. Um, that has since changed a little bit, um, but he's getting back to it, which I kind of like. Um, yeah. But yeah, Water Boy is just it's a it's an incredibly stupid movie. Oh, but yeah. I, but I think that's what makes it so fun. And I mean, Kathy Bates was in it and she killed it as the mom. <laughs> she was so great as the mom. And Steve as the donkey was just. Wait, who was know, the who was the girlfriend? Faruza Balk. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was. She was too much. Yep. Faruza Balk was in there and you had Henry Winkler, of Absolutely. course, as well as the coach. It's it's such a it's such a dumb, stupid movie, but dumb in the most fun way. And the movie is incredibly quotable. Oh, incredibly. Quotable. Oh, oh, my God. Yes. I mean, you know, at the time people were quoting it left and right. Yeah. You can do it. And everybody still, still says that. We still say that. Yeah. I you don't even know what it's from. I just posted recently on social media about how, like, I'm working out again and going back to the gym post pandemic. And I had like at least two or three people post the gif of Rob Schneider saying, you can do it. Exactly. It's it's so much. Again, it's a it's a fun movie um, when he's trying to recruit him at the house and they're having an alligator or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just it's a lot of fun and um, feel good story. And. She yeah. showed me her boobies, and I like I know. them too. It's, um, so, it's so stupid, but I love along it. those same sort of funny lines. But this is kind of an up and down kind of movie. Um, again, it could have been in anybody's top five, and there's only one real saying to say: "Show me the money." Show me the is, money. Which Jerry is Maguire. Jerry Maguire, and also and again, in my honorable mentions. Again, it's just such a great movie. I mean, it has one of the greatest. Uh, Ending lines, you have me at hello, you had me at hello, and the kid was cute. I love when he was drunk and he was having the food and they clinked the, the, the spoons, and it just shows how life in sports isn't always glorious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're down, you're out, and when you're up, everybody wants you. And, you know, he took his little manifest or his uh, mission statement um and created himself a a business with the assistant that didn't even know what was going on but you know great casting all around i mean it really propelled uh cuba gooding jr's career he got the academy award i mean there's just so much right. he did win the academy award yeah. for it that year and um and renee zellweger of course absolutely yeah. i mean it was just uh it was just amazing good stuff and you know another good watch yeah. what's, an- what's another one for you 
So I'm going with one. I'm going with a football movie that inspired a television show, and that's Friday Night Lights. Oh, yes. You want to talk about football in Texas, man. That's the movie to watch. It's a, it was a great show, and it was a great movie. The show was really well done, like yes. incredibly well done. And I wish I would have watched it until the end, but I only watched, I think, maybe the first three or four seasons. And okay. for some reason, I fell out of it. It's one I really need to go back to. I, I need to actually, I I never really watched the whole thing. So, I mean, you know, I watch it sporadically. I need to go and watch it, you know, like you did. Yeah, um, I need. it's one I need to go back and restart. I mean, but you look at, you know, Billy Bob Thornton and right. directed by Peter Berg, who... Um, trying to think of some other movies off the top of my head he's done i know he did battleship and right which isn't exactly the best example well, um, but, you know but i know he he something. is an excellent director right um so yeah but there's that so yeah, yeah no, Friday no Night I, lights um i i don't know how many more you have i have maybe four more okay yeah no i can do i can do that that's fine yeah, I mean, and uh, we might share some of the same ones, but right. what's another one of your honorable You know, mentions? one of the ones is another James Caan movie, um, and that's The Program. Great movie. I mean, it, it's every bad thing that could happen in college on top of every other bad things that could happen in college. And it is uh, the movie that inspired a trend that literally law enforcement had to come out and say, do not fucking do this. Which is the lying in the street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's just, I mean, at James Conn, Holly Berry, Omar Epps, um, Christy Swanson, (laughs) um, you know, another one that, you know, is never hard on the eyes. But I mean, it had it had all sorts of great. Every problem, like I said, there was there was the steroid use, there was the the confused Heisman Trophy quarterback candidate to everything that's going on. And and it was just, it's a slice of life. And unfortunately, it may be a little dramatized for the movies, but all those things happen in programs. And it was just, you know, it was great. I just yeah. loved it. A lot of great lines, everything. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a great movie. Yes. Uh, so one of my honorable mentions is one that caused John Krasinski to have to shave his Jim Halpert hair for the office. Uh-oh. Uh, and that's a movie called uh, it's it's a very underrated movie that not many people know about. And it's called Leatherheads. Yes. Uh, George Clooney, John Krasinski and Renee Zellweger. It's about football that takes place in 1925. That was on my list as well. Was it? Nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and it's you know, it's called Leatherheads because at that time, that's literally what football helmets were. Right. They were just leather caps that they put on. There were no face masks or anything yep. like that. But it is such a fun movie. Right. Um, there's so many comedic elements to it. And it's just. It's it's the football <sighs> version of Oh, Brother, Art Thou. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. It just, I mean, there's just. That's a good way to put it. Actually. I mean, it's just I mean, you know what? People like or don't like George Clooney. I don't know if there's too many people that don't like him. But I mean, he's got this niche. And he's the type of guy he knows what he's good at, and he stays within his lane. Yeah, except for Batman. And he and he directed the movie as well. Right. Yeah. Except so, for Batman, right? Even he doesn't talk about Batman. Exactly. But you know what? He I, I saw him. Um, he was talking to uh, on one of the actor to actor things, and he even said about Batman, he's like, "Yeah, we all have our mistakes." Yeah. You know, I mean, but it's a shame because he really, on paper, should have been a great Batman. 
Oh yeah, agree. I mean, I'm just saying, like on paper, he should have been, but it just—that's a whole other issue. But um, that's a whole yeah. other episode. Exactly. But Leatherheads is a is a fun movie and a lot of lot of great stuff. Um, and yeah, you should definitely, if you get a chance to uh, see it, it's uh, one worth checking out. Exactly. My my next one kind of goes on both of the genres that you like, and it technically isn't a football movie, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time and it's one of the it's one of the movies that it really should have had a sequel and it can end it and it with the sequel and that's I, flash gordon okay that was not where my mind was going i mean <laughs> it's it's the dumbest movie in the world that i love it's a guilty pleasure but it is awesome and there is football in it but it's not exactly a football movie. It's a but little bit of a stretch, but all right, I'll take it. It's on the NFL website as a movie. Is it I really? Think. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. All right. All right. I can't argue with that. Because it's the only time the New York Jets actually won something. So, <laughs> it's so give me I, a break. I thought you were going to go with the last Boy Scout. Oh, no, no. That Although that is a that is a good point. That it's is another, a good one. It's another one. It's not technically a football movie, but they there's football in the, in the movie. Because oh, yeah, Damon no. Wayne's character is a football player. Well, against all odds, is considered a football movie too. But I don't consider it a football movie. Oh, all right. I mean, I'm not saying that it, you know. But um, I have two more, I think, and you know, or I have I have three more. So I'll go. Oh, yeah, I have three more. I can do three. I can do three. Well, no, I was gonna say if you have two and I have three, then I'll go you. Me, whatever, whatever you want. Me, okay. okay. Uh, I'm good, and we might one of my three might be one of your two. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going with the Blind Side. You know, that should have been in our both of our top fives. Yeah, I the only reason why I couldn't put it in my top five is because I've really only seen the movie twice and it's been a while since I've seen it. But I do remember finding the movie absolutely amazing when I watched it. Sandra Bullock is just well, she won the Academy Award. Exactly. She was phenomenal in that. movie. Of course. And it, again, another football movie inspired by a true story. Absolutely. So. I mean, there's a lot you can say about it. I mean, it's just, it's such a, I will say that that movie and that whole story does bring up a very interesting dilemma in sports where you can kind of stack the, I mean, that's what the whole, I mean, part of the movie was, was the NCAA. Um, can you stack the deck? And, and that's kind of an interesting thing, but um, the, the, the moral of that story just goes totally beyond that. And it's just an amazing movie. And, you know, I'm 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 a little mad that I didn't think of it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in terms of uh, sooner. Yeah. But um, in terms of my next one, where the heck is it? I had a nice little list, and now I uh, where is it? Um, Way to ruin the, the rhythm, Alex. I know, right? I'm, I'm like awful. <laughs> well, that's what editing good editing is for. Right? I don't edit stuff out. Even I know my you listeners don't. should know that by now. No, I know they're that. hearing that's, all of this. Uh, they're hearing every single bit, baby. <laughs> um, you, you know. And again, I could have had four or five, six more. Um, but we are Marshall. That's Another one of the two I have left. Yes. Oh, good. So then I get another one. Um, so uh, we are Marshall based on that true story of the, the kids that um, died in that plane crash. Mm -hmm. um, love. I mean, and it's so, again, slice of lifetime. Back then, they didn't have all the films. They didn't have all this other stuff that they have now. I mean, the fact that Ohio State gives them their, you know, playbooks and everything else to kind of help them, you know, recreate everything. Um, 
uh, who's the uh, the Falcons in it? Um, uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony Mackie yep. is in it, and he's just oh my god. Yeah, you've got yeah Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Uh, and Matthew Fox from Lost. Yes. Yep. Um, and it's just. It's just such a great movie, and it's just a what I find. What I find, it's a it's a great um, it's a great, it's a great tribute to those guys, and and you know that last that last speech that Matthew McConaughey gives um, before they go out there is just it's just it's great. So yeah, I agree. Uh, um, I have one more honorable mention. And okay. I kind of saved this one for last on purpose, okay? Uh, because when you think Oliver Stone, you don't think football. Yes, sir. Uh, but he directed one of and wrote one of the most intense football movies I have ever seen. Yes, and that is Any Given Sunday. Absolutely. And, I and mean, that... you've got Pacino, Jamie Fox, Matthew Modine, James Woods, Dennis Quaid, um, Lauren Holly, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, Cameron Diaz and and, that, and the, uh, Cameron Diaz and and Pacino going at it. Yeah, man, it's again, uh, it is one of the most intense football movies I've ever seen. Right. Um. Oh no, and and his speech at the end where you're trying to climb. Oh my God, it's, it's great. Um. I, it's just such a good movie. And and again, uh, you know, I know you've told us listeners this before because this is our five, our top five. I mean, if we like you said, if we do this again, our top five might be different. Yeah. And and you know, I just think that that's that's always a, a problem. I mean, any uh, given Sunday was one that came incredibly close to being in my top five. I just have a I just have a top. There's not there's not any numbers. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this, um, you know, my last one, I. It's just it's just. A perfect '70s shit show, which is North Dallas Forty. Oh and God, I haven't seen that. In years. I mean, I mean, when you think about folks, if you are under the age of, I guess, forty, if you think stuff was wild now, <laughs> you have no idea. And this is this is based on a true story. That meaning, was Nick Nolte, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. And back then, he had a little he had a little thing where most of his movies, and I know you'll you'll probably correct me, but a lot of his movies, when he opens the movie, he's always waking up. Like he had a run of movies where he was just always I, waking I up. I won't correct you on that. I don't know if that's true or not. No, I mean, I I, I, I think there's like three or four movies where he does that. And um, you know, Mac Davis, uh, the singer slash uh, um, actor, and uh, it's just it's. It's uh, based on a novel from a former cowboy, uh, Pete Grant, uh, Gent. And, you know, I watched it on VHS. That's how long ago it was. Do you know who else is in that movie? Who? Chunk. Oh, yeah. Goonies. Oh, yeah. John Matuzak is in that movie. I mean, it's just, it is just a fucking riot. Yeah. I mean, there's it's just been no. A long time since I, I mean, y- you know, it's just a friggin' riot. And, um,. I just love it. Um, now, like I said, you probably could have done another five honorable mentions. I probably could have done another five, but you know what? We gotta, we gotta actually wrap it up. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I mean, it, like I said, um, and I know you said that before, but you know, it's always fun talking football, especially this time of year when we just started the season and, um, it's always good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, like you said, we gotta, we, we gotta head into that, that, 
method now where we're going to wrap things up. So as I've, as I do for everybody and I've done for you before, this is the time, anything you want to promote of your own or of somebody else's, like any other shows you want to talk about. Well, I know um, a guy by Ben Beck is doing like 57 (laughs) different shows. Um, (laughs) If you have a chance to like, listen to it, you know, and you have the time, uh, you know, he does a pretty good job. Uh, most of the time, especially when he has like second, you know, or D guests like this guy that's talking right now. But I think no, he's kind I mean, of full of himself sometimes. Yeah, but, sometimes, you know. you know, that's why, you know, doors are bigger and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, you know, I have a, I have a little podcast that I'm um, kind of redoing and whatever. It's called Field of Screen. You're, um, you're retooling right now. Which yeah, is fine. we're retooling. And um, my, my, my love is for the for this, but it, you know, talking movies and stuff. But I'm I'm still trying to figure out what I, I might actually come out with a second podcast and still do the, the field to screen. Um, st- things are still up, but I'm still kind of figuring out what I'm doing. But um, in terms of other podcasts that I watch, you know, we we both listen to Jason, uh, Walking Deadcast, and um, I love House Podcast, House um with their Handmaid's Tale and everything else. Um, and I listen to Aim for the Head as well. So those are two great podcasts if if you're looking for podcasts. Well, and House Podcastic, I think, is the one covering What If right now, too. Is yes, it? yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're covering it. Jace, it's J- it's our friend Jason uh, from Podcastica. He, with his podcast, House, House Podcastica, he's uh, covering What If Every Week, which is the new Marvel animated series. Uh, and he just has a bunch of rotating guests every week. Come on and join him. I know he's at... Uh, um artist kirk manley has been on with him before and our friends uh you know rima and wendy have been on and i know i'm going to be coming up on an episode as well Uh, i'm going to be guesting with him as well in a couple weeks so yeah and it's great i actually just listened to the latest episode of that today um the other the other thing i i was just watching recently is that why man oh why the last man why the last man and i know uh Derek uh, does a, is doing a podcast on that. And if you ever get a chance to watch it, oh my god, it's a ride. There's only a couple episodes out. I mean, maybe three or four out now, and it is just worth every binge that you can do. His uh, God, and I always get it wrong. Um, it's TV T- TV podcast industries. Yes, is Derek's podcast, which is another absolutely wonderful podcast and he and, he does the same thing he covers a lot of those science fiction shows and marvel and and stuff like that yeah and they're covering why the last man right now which is and and yeah to. i don't know how they do it because they cover so much stuff it seems like every day it, it, something pops up for a new podcast i mean a new episode of something but um yeah they do a great job and if you get a chance to listen to that kind of if you're into that it's it's a great podcast to listen to yeah, definitely check out. Um, I think it's available wherever podcasts are available. So of just, course. I think, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, check out TV Podcast Industries with Derek. Cause then, uh, and I can't remember his his co-host name for the life of me right now. So Derek, if you're listening, which I know you do, I apologize. Because <laughs> um, Derek's actually going to be guesting on an episode of Wilhelm in the near future. Oh, that's awesome. And he's, yeah. he's always brings... Uh, We've talked about it. I don't think we figured out which episode yet, but I know it's, it's been discussed. Well... Um, you got to get the time right because he's on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a time difference. But that's all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, of course. Uh, as for this podcast, if you like what you hear on the program, be sure to leave a review of the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. The more positive reviews that I receive, the more people it helps me reach. So be sure to just uh, 
leave those reviews when you can, if you like what you're listening to. Uh, also be sure to follow Wilhelm on social media, such as Facebook at facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast and at the Wilhelm pod on Instagram and Twitter. Finally, if you want to be a guest or you have an idea for a topic or theme, you want to hear me cover film franchise, debate movie you want to hear me take a deep dive into whatever uh you can let me know by messaging me at any of the places that i mentioned or you can email me directly at the wilhelm podcast at gmail.com uh just a heads up for some future episodes that are going to be hitting relatively soon october is going to be spooktober for wilhelm uh so we're going to be doing uh, i've got four episodes in october uh, I haven't scheduled them out, but these are the four episodes in October. We're going to be doing an episode on the films of Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, we're going to dive into the Ghostbusters franchise with the new Ghostbusters movie coming out in November. I can't wait to see that. I mean, I'm so excited. Uh, Jamie is going to be returning as a, and we're going to be talking about our all time favorite, our top five favorite all time horror movies. Mm. Uh, and we're going to be doing the top five favorite films featuring witches. Ooh. Which should be, oh, no, no, not witches, vampires. We're doing vampires this year. Okay. So top five favorite vampire films. Uh, it's November, films, not shows. Films, not shows, right? Films, not shows. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Buffy the Vampire. Well, the movie Buffy No, the I'm only, Vampire. I'm only, I'm right now, I'm a little obsessed with the other, the other current show that's out. So. What we do in the shadows. Oh my God. You got me so hooked good. On, <laughs> you got me hooked on these friggin' movies. I mean, these shows. I'm like, that's a whole nother podcast. They're the dumbest three vampires that I love. Three, there's four. Don't forget Colin. Well, I'm Robinson. not even counting. Oh, I forgot. He doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, November is there's going to be a Matrix episode because we're going to be preparing for the new Matrix film coming out in December, which I'm really excited about. And then, of course, in December, we're going to be just doing some holiday themed episodes leading into January, which is James Bond month. Ooh. Uh, every episode of the podcast throughout the month of January is going to be focusing on a different actor and their portrayal of James Bond. So we're going to talk about those films from that actor's portrayal of James Bond. Are you doing every single one? Every single Bond even movie. Peter, even Peter Sellers? Peter Sellers wasn't. No, You're thinking of George first? Lazenby. Oh, who was the, oh, the, he was the first one? George Lazenby. Um, I don't I, think George Lazenby was the first. I think Connery was the first. And then there was a break where Lazenby came in. Or maybe Lazenby was the first. No, I don't who know. Was, who was the, what was the first Bond movie? Non like serious Bond, but it was like a it was a oh fight. it was Casino Royale with Lazenby. Yeah. So yeah, I guess okay, it was, was Lazenby. I I, yeah. I I messed up. I thought it was Peter Sellers for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. No, Peter Sellers was the Pink Panther. That's Inspector it. Yes, yes, yes. The Pink Panther. Eh. Um. So yeah. So so some a lot of episodes coming up, and uh, in March, it was actually supposed to be recorded this past weekend, but unfortunately, the event got postponed. Uh, it got postponed to March. In March, I will be doing a live episode of the Wilhelm podcast at the Fandemic Convention in Atlanta with special guest Ross Marquand. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. And we're going to be talking about our top five favorite zombie movies, which is appropriate because he's on The Walking Dead. Absolutely. A so, uh, lot of great stuff coming up for Wilhelm in the future. So be sure to subscribe if you don't already. It's available wherever podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to it, so you know. Um, but Alex, thank you for coming back again. Oh, thank you. I always enjoy uh, podcasting with you. And um, anytime you need a guest, I'm always here. Yeah. And this won't be the last time you'll be on. Well, I appreciate but, that. Yeah, absolutely. 
for sure this won't be the last time you'll be on. Yeah, I got to um, get you. I got to get well, before I retool. I think we need to get you on, and we need to do the same thing on my side on do do a top something for some sports movies because I know you're a fan of. I think the. I, I do they even have hockey in Philly? Oh still? yeah. Oh, I forgot. There are uh, hockey movies. I, I figured there was. I, I didn't know if there was the Philly fans were still in ho- in in uh in hey. hockey. Hey, as a Ranger fan, hey, I got nothing right now. So you know, <laughs> I, I just wish there was ice. Um, the, the funny it, thing is, I'm not even. A, I'm I'm a hockey fan. In I general. know, I know what your real team is. I'm a Devils fan. I know, and it's and it kills me because I'm from New Jersey, so awesome. and I and I apologize to any listener who might be offended by that. Please don't go anywhere. I mean, I, you know, as a New Jersey, as a New Jersey fan, as a Ranger fan, it's just like, ugh. but that's a whole nother podcast. I was born but, in New Jersey, man. I'm a devil's fan. I know. We all have our crosses to bear. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you so much again for letting me, uh, you know, uh, come on and help you out with these movies because it was it was exactly what I needed Good. Um, in terms of uh, a good time. Good. Glad to hear it. It's a, uh, it's a mental cleanse. Yes, it or is. Or a mental escape kind of get away from everything for a while uh but to all the listeners out there thank you for listening thank you all for the great feedback you guys send me every week it's so greatly appreciated and i'm happy you guys are enjoying the show uh but until next time we'll see you on the episode the next episode of wilhelm take care bye bye